Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for today. Thank you for your word and your spirit. Thank you for bringing us together at this time. Thank you for teaching us. Thank you for leading us. We are grateful. We are grateful for your power, your spirit that is moving in our midst. Just lift your hand up and ask God for blessing and his guidance even as we receive our offering this morning. We are grateful, Heavenly Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ and everyone said amen alright you may be seated alright to share with you perhaps the most important key of prosperity Amen Genesis chapter 28 and I call this key for the want of a better word Location, location, location. Location, location, location. Amen. Genesis 28. And let's read from verse 10. And Jacob went out of Bathsheba and went towards Haran. Verse 11. He lighted upon a certain place because the sun was set and he took of the stones and he put them for his pillows and lay down in that place to sleep. Verse 12. And he dreamed and there was a ladder going up and down. Amen. Verse 13, and the, and the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, thy father, the God of Isaac, 
and the land whereon thou liest. To thee will I give it and to thy seed. 14. And thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth. Verse 15. Behold, I am with thee wherever you go. Verse 16. And Jacob awaked out of his sleep and he said, Surely the Lord is in this place and I knew it not. Amen. Location. Perhaps the most important key for prosperity is location. It's like a foundational key. Before you even come to causes of intractable poverty. Because the causes of intractable poverty are, number one, lack of knowledge. It's in the book, He That Hath from which I'm, I'm, I'm also speaking, chapter 4. We call it chapter 4 in this church. He that hath shall have more. And then number two, lack of skills. And number three, laziness. These are worldwide research proven keys, causes of inequality and intractable poverty that doesn't go away. So everywhere where poverty is not going, like in certain countries, the cause of it are these three things. Now, the word laziness is not just what you may think of somebody doesn't want to get out of bed, but it is word laziness characterized by, by A, reliance on assistance from others. So a lazy man is relying on assistance from others. Number B, dependency thinking. All right? Number C, like depend, I depend on, I, I never think of just myself making it. I always have in mind somebody else who is going to be part of, like you want to build a road, you always think of a loan. It can never be that it's just me building this road. There always has to be a loan or help or some government or some other donation or grant or whatever. These are the causes of poverty that doesn't go. It never goes, no matter how many years. It just doesn't go away. And you can see it in different countries. All right. I don't want to mention any countries, but one of the countries is a country whose name begins with one of the alphabets. All right. Then, number D, a lack of initiative. Like, when you see somebody who doesn't have any initiative, it's usually phlegmatic men are like that. They have no initiative. Phlegmatics are like that. They, they just go along. They are, they are nice to have around because they are placid and they are peaceful. So they get along with everything. Although they are also actually stubborn. But they just flow. They lack any initiative that I will rise up and go. Alright? Now if you take 
different continents of the world, there are some continents where they claim they discovered others. You see, how do you discover me when we are all in the world? So it is the one who had the initiative, who built a boat and traveled to another continent to find out what, what is there. Is the world flat or round? And then they found other people. They said, we've discovered And then they called the people they discovered natives or savages or barbarians. Are you listening? Oh, yes. Then, um, a lack of motivation. There seems to be no drive and no motivation to do anything. Then, what, is, what else is there? A low interest in a good life. Where you meet people who don't have a, a, an interest in a good life. I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay with this. If you look at cars, uh, perhaps cars, modern cars, or any car really, reveals to you this particular feature. A high interest in a good life. They always add features to the car to make you have sort of like a better life in the car. And there are always some little thing they, they, they do. Recently I was in Korea and I, I was, I remember also that I, I sat in a car, a Korean car, it was a Kia, a small car. But it was a petrol, it was a normal diesel or petrol engine. But then they, they put a note on the car that beware that the engine of the car will be on, even though you can't hear it. And it's scary because you may open the door. There's absolutely no sound, no vibration, nothing. The engine is on. Yes, the engine is on. That's the kind of no, we don't want the engine to disturb you in the car. Oh, yes. It's an interest in a good life. Are you listening to me? Yes. So that thing causes people to advance. Oh, let's have a... Let's, let's, let's let water run in our rooms so that we don't go to the river to fetch it. That's, that's an interest in a good life. Can't we have water that is hot and cold as well? That's an interest in a good life. Do you see? Ah, we've got an air conditioner. I, you know, I was alive when remotes were invented. Do you know what a remote is? Remote control. I remember. It has not always been there. I know you are used to it now. But I remember as clear as when I first saw a remote control for air conditioning, I thought to myself, what is this? Air conditioning is just, we can just go and put it on and then we can just turn it off again. Why do they have to make a remote? Today, everybody is using a remote. (laughs) But you see, an interest in a good life makes people advance. I want something better. 
I want an air-conditioned church. Amen. Then, number E is bad training by parents. Bad training by parents. I'm talking of research that has been done across the whole world. Causes of poverty. Bad training and care of children by parents. So, what does that mean? Often, it is your home. Poverty can start from home. Do you see? Because I remember one brother who said, he's, he, he stopped me outside here and he said, Daddy, thank you, I was driving off. Thank you for changing my life. And he would just wave, bye-bye. But I just decided to stop and talk to him. I said, come, how have I changed your life? He said, oh, you changed my vision for life. The aim, my aims, my goal. I said, wow. Then I said, what was your aim? What was your goal and what is it now? He said, oh, my goal in life was to be a thief. Because everybody in my family is a thief. He said, there's no one in my family who has not been to prison before. And he said, my uncle was one of the rich family members and I wanted to be like my uncle he robs banks he comes home with sacks of money and then he has beautiful girls with big whatever that he brings home I hope I'm not talking to the wrong group please So he said, I wanted to be like this uncle. This is my aim. So bad training at home. Okay. You take a girl who is not industrious. Can't cook, won't cook. Marry her, you've married a carpenter. You put her in the kitchen. She doesn't know where there's a fork, where there's a knife. Can't cook, won't cook. Put all, shan't cook. And she would tell you that she's a woman of the 90s. And that a woman of the 90s doesn't need to know how to cook. You know, these days people have arguments. Did you see the girl, what she was telling her father just now? People talk like that. Oh. I mean, people talk like that to their parents. The parents almost become confused. Do you like me? You don't like me. I th- I'm thankful for mommy in the grave because she has more peace. There are children who talk like that to their parents. It's very serious. I was wondering what this girl was up to. I almost got off my chair to beat her. I was wondering why the father didn't beat her. So, bad training. Unfortunately, many mothers today are not teaching their daughters how to cook the way they know how to cook so when you marry you better have enough money to buy pizza huh? 
Bold. Bold food, yes. As a nearest sister, do we do I need money for bold food when I marry you? If somebody gives you a frozen chicken and the chicken is in front of you, the question will be, what shall I do next? What shall I do next? What can be done to this chicken? And brothers, I don't know if you know that when a chicken is presented, a roasted chicken, whole roasted chicken is presented, you are the one who is supposed to get up and carve it. Brothers, you didn't know that, isn't it? Uh-huh. Your village ways you need to don't forget the songs. Bad training and skills from home. <laughs> and then number G, lack of life skills to plan and organize their life. All right. Then the poorest amongst the poor were identified as those who had large households with many dependents. So, brothers and sisters, many, many reasons for poverty. Amen. But today, I'm talking about one particular key, which is finding your place. Finding your place. Find your place. Find your country. Find your location. There's something about real estate. They say location, location, location. Location, location, location. I believe that your life also has to do with location, location, location. If you marry the wrong man and you are in what we call an IMC, ill married couple you are in the wrong place and you'll be surprised you never shine as a wife because you married the wrong person there are some people who shouldn't marry handsome men because you always be feeling that somebody else is interested in your handsome man he's too handsome for you I think I'll stop I think I'll stop. It's too handsome for you. It's too much. When he steps out of the door, you'll be worried. When he tells you he's going to buy bread, you'll be worried. Because you are concerned that the the baker or the bread seller will be chatting with him before he comes home. It's too handsome for you. You see, people don't want to hear the truth. Or maybe he's too rich for you. Because your type shouldn't marry a rich man. Because rich men are like handsome men. They are attractive. See, his face may not be nice, but his pocket is nice. I think I'm just talking to myself. 
Are you listening? So, you'll be surprised. You marry the right person, you'll be like a star. People will say, ah, this is the ideal wife. And everybody will be saying that, oh, wow, I wish I have a wife like this. So you need to find your place. Amen. So we see Abraham found his place. And the Bible says in Genesis 13, verse 1, And Abraham went out of Egypt. He and his wife and all that he had and lot with him into the south. Amen. And verse 2. And Abraham was very rich in cattle. So Abraham traveled to the south and then he prospered over there. Amen. So may you find your place. Finding your place is like finding your job. Finding a job. Finding a right marriage. Finding a right country. In our church, the word country is important because we are in 90, 90 something nations. So the word country is important. If you are in the right country, you will be prospering. Let me just tell you a little experience that I had. One time I was in Mozambique and I was um, where we were staying, there was, a, there was a little like a little small lake there, but the fish were so near the surface so you could just put your hand in and then pick them out. So anyway, I went to stand on a little bridge there and I put my, I don't know whether I put my hand I put something and I brought out one of the fish. Were you with me there? Yeah. Put one of the fish. Put him on the bridge. Ah! He started to die. We had to call ambulance for the fish because he was dying. Because he was out of his place. Yes. So we were, I was just watching this fish to see how long will he take to die? Because once you're out of your place, it's just a matter of time. You start going down. And then when I saw that, no, this fish cannot, because I was not ready to eat him, I said, let me put him back. I just put him in the water. Instantly, the speed. You see, when you land in your right place, eh? When you, when you are right by, by your right place, in your right marriage, in your right job, in your right calling. Ah, it's, 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 it's wild. It's wild. It's really wild. If, if you are a helps minister, and, and I see that because I work with a lot of helpers. Sometimes when I see people, I, I feel for them when I say, this person will be a very good helper, but doesn't have anybody to help. Because of my role and my position in the ministry, I see that 
there are people, if you have the right person to help, it's wonderful. There are people, all that they do is their attention is on someone to help the person. That's their calling. It makes them happy. If they see you are going like this, they adjust. If they want this, you adjust. They understand the time. They understand what must be done. They are ready. They are flowing. It's never too fast. It's never too slow. These are helpers. If you get somebody to help and you are in that calling, you are like magic. Yes. But only that it's not easy to have somebody to help. Like having to have a husband. Now there are people who can cook, eh? But there's nobody to cook for. There's nobody to cook for. Are you listening? Oh, yes. So, my prayer for you, for, you see, because it's nice for you to give offerings, but you need to be in the right place. Because you may give offering, but when you are not in the right place, the offerings is good, it helps, but you need to be in the right place. Yeah, you need to be in the right place. And if you are in the right place, you'll be surprised how much you will shine. Uh, some people ask me, why, why have I not left Ghana? Because I have an option. I can be in Switzerland if I want. Well, my mother is from Switzerland and my father is from Ghana. I'm, half, only, half, I'm only half Ghanaian. Oh, yes. And I'm not ashamed of it. I'm not, But I don't think that if I was in Switzerland, I don't know if my church would be more than 100 people. <laughs> oh, yes. I don't, know if, I, I don't know if my church would grow more than 100. I can't tell. So, where you are is very important and very connected to your prosperity. So I pray for you. You know, people feel, oh, I want to go to America. America. Ah, there are many people in America who should be arriving in Ghana. Yes. You know, I don't know if it's going to happen this year, but last year, so many people came to Ghana for Christmas. We are in November, right? I think next month is Christmas. I don't know if they are still coming this year. I'm sure they will come. I hope they come. We need them to come and come and spend dollars in Ghana. You will be finding the right place in your life and you will be doing well in the name of Jesus. Oh yes. Some of you are very good missionary wives. You know, one of my missions, I don't want to mention his name. But he has a good missionary wife. And his mission is one of the successful missions. One day we were at his house. Hey, we were all eating. Food. Not in Ghana. 
Food is what? Everybody had some. She had all these younger missionaries around helping, doing things. And I have never heard of her quarreling with any of them. Why have you gone to my kitchen? Why do you look in my fridge? Why are you doing this way? Why are you talking to my husband? I've not, I've not heard all that before. So the mission is one of the biggest. Swerking has been working for many years. Hey! There are some people that they are born missionaries and born missionary wives. And there are some people, they are not good missionary wives at all. <laughs> Every day there will be some problem. And the people are coming home. Better watch your bags. They are coming. Every day you talk about the people are they, 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 the people. Not us, we. It's not a good missionary wife. Ah, you go and marry such a person. You are going to have two ministries. One ministry hmm, is to stay in the saddle. And the second ministry is to move. Do you know what it means to stay in the saddle? You see, when you sit on a horse, you have to sit and stay in the saddle. You don't have to come out. And then, before you can move with the horse, and you can, you can, you can lead the horse, move. There are ways. The horse can see. The horse can see the whip. He can see your hand. He can hear your voice. So you can speak to the horse. Tell the horse what to do. So that's easy. You just jump on the horse, put your legs in the stirrups, and then you just kick, encourage the horse, you show him which way to go, he will go. This one. One type of wife. But there's another type. <laughs> you know, I used to go horse riding in uh, at Bema camp. And there was a horse called Lucifer. And uh, only, only, only two people could ride that horse. And one of them was Rawlings. Yes, one of them was President Rawlings. Yeah. When you, when you take the horse, first of all, when you are going to pick the horse from the stable, it will turn around and face the back. So you are facing the back legs. And you must know all these animals protect themselves by kicking. If a horse kicks a lion's jaw, the jaw will come off. So it will, yes. If a horse kicks you, you can break your leg into two. So when you watch lions chasing zebras and so on, there's a reason. A giraffe, a giraffe can stand in the middle of eight lions and they can never bite him. He just does this. It's like, it's like a thunder, lightning, iron, that just movie. It just does this. You turn around like this. <laughs> yes. So this Lucifer, instead of coming to the front to meet you, he turns around. How to get him out is the first problem. That when you put, bring him out, as soon as you sit on him, as soon as you jump on like this, he will fall to the ground and roll. Yes. Lucifer. And he would jump up like this. Jump up. 
come down. Go up. Down. You can't ride it. So if this is what you've married, you see, you, you can't you, you can't move this way. It's only the art of staying in the saddle. I think I'll share this with somebody else. So, may you find, ah, those of you who have not already married. Maybe you are already married to Lucifer. Hmm. I pray for you that you will not die. That is the main thing. And your whole life will not be quenched. Hmm. Okay, okay, let's go on. Jacob. Prospered when he traveled to live with his uncle Laban. Oh, yes. He just had to move to stay with his uncle. And that was it. So, my prayer for you is that if there is an uncle, you know, Uncle Laban, that you have to travel to, to live with. When I say Uncle Laban, in the realm of the spirit, there is an Uncle Laban for everybody. And when you are near that person, you prosper. He had two wives. He bought one, got one free. Buy one, get one free. You see, he originally started out trying to be the husband of one wife. And he got two wives. Wow. And he got one wife who was prolific. In giving birth. Ah, for her having a baby is just one touch. So Jacob's fertility was working through the second wife that he had not intended to marry. The first one that he originally married was Rachel. She was not into childbearing. When you try and try and try and try and try, it doesn't work. So it's amazing. But, and he, he had an increase. He had flocks and heads, wives and children from being with Uncle Laban. I don't know who your Uncle Laban is in the realm of the spirit. But if you are supposed to be there, ah, it's going to make your ministry work. There are many people when you step away from where God wants you to be, see that that's the end of everything I pray you never be so foolish as to move away from where the place that God has called you to be Amen Joseph my last point because I don't know I don't think I'm supposed to preach I'm supposed to take an offering Joseph became the prime minister when he traveled to Egypt But you see, even though he did not go by himself, but he was made to travel to Egypt. He could never have been a prime minister in Israel or where Canaan. He had to go to Egypt. It was Egypt where he would become a prime minister. So location, location, location. Location, location, location. Amen. So 
Today, as we give our offering, I want everybody here to trust God that you become a blessed person because God will show you different locations where you should be, who you should be with, where you should be next in your life. Amen. Now, if you've already, somebody has proposed to you and you can see that you're already having conflict in your relationship. What time is it? Two. I'll, I'll give you, because you need to have a meeting to explain it. By seven o'clock this evening, break the relationship. Oh, Yes. You know, relationship time, when you come here, you're supposed to be in love. Charlie, I've missed you. I can't wait to see you in church. Oh. And you're supposed to be sending nice messages. Baby. Baby. I can't wait till March. Maybe you're getting married in March. Maybe I can't wait till March. Or you send another message, baby, I'm marching to march. I'm marching to march. You're supposed to be sitting in church sending messages. Baby, I'm watching you. I mean, that's an official beloved, not a pipeline that you are watching. Baby, I'm watching you. Or maybe if your if your beloved appears on the screen, you send a message. Ah! I'm I'm rewinding to record that part of the message. You're supposed to be happy. Not that you are coming for counseling to sort out a beast after church. And you are not talking. There's this conflict about that. We said we will marry on, on the 27th, but it has it changed to uh, 31st, and I don't agree. And what my mother said, your mother said, and my mother said, and oh, I'm afraid of the argument that is coming. It's too early. It's too early. You're already in the wrong location. You should be waiting for after church to take your beloved to the kebab center. And writing that my my darling. The word should be darling. Not you start your message. Hi. Hi. Um. Good morning. I hope you are okay. Then you also also reply, yes. Uh, I think I'll share this with some other people who are ready, who are ready for this. 
I'll find those on Facebook. Look, those of you on YouTube, Facebook, I hope you are there. Are they there? Huh? You are in a relationship and look at how you are sending texts. I call you and I, we ask you, how is the relationship going? And you say, ah, the Lord is helping us. The Lord is helping us. The Lord is helping us. I'm not saying the Lord shouldn't help us. Don't argue with me. <laughs> the Lord is helping us. God is in control. So, after church when you see your beloved you avoid her because you feel she is not looking nice it is not looking like how you want a beloved you are already not happy with it I think I think I'll just I'll just say these things to my to my own head. How can you be shy of your beloved? You have not even married the person. You are avoiding you are avoiding each other. It's too much. This at this time there should be electricity when you come near your beloved there should be vibrations and electrical charges moving between you and your beloved you can't get more than one foot and then things are happening look I'm giving you up to 7 p.m. And if you are late out, extend it to 9.30. Just 9.30. Oh, yes. You are marrying somebody because of a British passport. That's why you are not excited about a person. That's why you are not excited about a person. You are marrying because of a British passport. And not out of love. Your beloved has traveled. You have not missed the beloved. When they say I've missed you. All your answer is me too. Sure. It is well. It is well. Uh, I think I'll share this with those on YouTube. YouTube, are you there? Aha. So, listen, I want us to take out an offering and say, Lord, show me the right place. I don't want to live my life out of location. Location, location, location. In Jesus' name. Take out a special offering this morning to say, God, Almighty God, let me be at the right place. 
at the right time. There's somebody you should have been in church today. You were going to meet your beloved, your potential beloved this morning, but you decided not to come this afternoon. You can't get a beloved on YouTube just watching a YouTube like that. It's not too late. You can still come. Father, thank you for everybody who is giving a good offering today to encourage your work. Bless us. We are grateful in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Lift your offering like this. I want to pray. All those watching on Facebook. Father, let there be divine location revealed to everyone. Any one of us who is already in the wrong place, let there be help from above to see and escape. Lord, if we are in London, but we should be in Ghana, or we are in Australia, but we should be in New Zealand, or we are in New Zealand, but we should be in Papua New Guinea, or we are supposed to be wherever, help us, O Lord, to know and to prove ourselves. By going to be at the right place. Give us grace. I see the wind of the spirit. Blowing on you gently. Blowing you to your place of destiny. The wind of the spirit. See this morning. This afternoon is the wind of the spirit. Pushing you. Pushing you to the right place. May the Lord bless you. And show you the right location. For your life. In every way that you may flourish, prosper, and do well. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Lord, if we are in the wrong job, the wrong profession, help us to be in the right job, the right profession. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Hallelujah. Are you happy to be in the house of God? How many of you have received marriage and beloved counseling? Amen. Tell your neighbor I'm blessed because I came. Tell your neighbor location, location, location. Thank you, sir. Amen. It's time for the word of God. Some of you at the back are sitting down. I think you don't understand. Under there, at the balcony at the back, I can see you sitting down. Please stand to your feet. It's time for the word of God. Amen. Are you excited to receive? How many of you already feel blessed by what we've heard today? Enough, enough, enough. We are blessed already. But Jesus said something. He said, man shall not live by bread alone, but every word. Everybody say every word. So you can't just take some words. We need, how many of you were part of the flow service this morning? Somebody texted me, my wounds have been healed. Amen. And the beast healed his, his grievous wounds and the whole world wounded. Amen. So we were blessed by that word. We've been blessed by the word from he that hath. Were you blessed by that? So some of you, I don't know why you're raising your hand. You just came. You were late. Oh, you're watching online. Okay. Amen. But these two words are not enough. The Bible says we live by every word. And so God has something else to say to us. And the prophet spoke under inspiration. He said, the wind of the Holy Spirit is moving in this place. How many of you believe in the wind of the Holy Spirit? And he's moving you where you need to be. He's blowing out evil spirits from your life. He's transferring you from where you are to where he wants you to be. And it's the wind of the Holy Spirit. I think we should sing about the wind of the Holy Spirit like the rushing of a mighty wind. Like the rushing of a mighty wind. Like the rushing. Like the rushing of a mighty wind. Come on, church, help me sing. Lift your hands. Let's sing it. Come and feel our hearts again. Like the rushing. Mighty wind. Let's sing it again, like the rushing, like the rushing. Oh, if you're expecting the Holy Spirit to touch you, lift your hands and sing with me, like the rushing of mighty wind. Come and fill our hearts.
hands is our prayer this afternoon. Let overflow in my heart, Lord. Let your word touch my life. Let your spirit fill this place. Let your presence be so real. Become the Lord we can feel, the Lord we can touch, the Lord who fills this place. Close your eyes, lift your hands, and pray over your life. Say, Spirit, overflow in my life. Let it overflow. this afternoon amen so those of you online uh, Facebook and um, Twitter YouTube 
get your oil ready. I want to just pray for everybody to be anointed. Amen. So, turn with me to 1 Samuel chapter 10. And that is the kingly anointing. Anointing that makes you a king. And why would you want to be a king? Because in Revelation chapter 1, from verse 5, it says, And from Jesus Christ, who is a faithful witness, and the first begotten of the dead, and the prince of the kings of the earth, and to him that loved us and washed us from our own sins in his own blood, and has made us kings and priests unto God and his Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Every day that gets closer to your death or to your going out of this world, you get closer to a time where you will not have a chance to believe certain things anymore. You will not have a chance to obey certain things anymore. You will not have a chance to do certain things anymore. So once we are here on earth, we have to believe and we have to exercise faith and try to believe things and obey things that are written that when we get to heaven, we see that while it was there, you didn't seem to believe in it. But I believe that there are many things we can advance in and believe and experience a blessing. So now the Bible says that he's made us kings and priests. And so if he's made us kings and priests, then why not be a king? Amen. Amen. Now, in 1 Samuel chapter 10, we see somebody who was anointed to become a king. And that is no other than Saul. In 1 Samuel chapter 10, all right? Then Samuel took a vial of oil and poured it on his head. Now this comes after Saul had gone looking for his asses, his donkeys. Now there was a man of Benjamin whose name was Kish in 1 Samuel chapter 9. And he had a son whose name was Saul. All right. And then in verse 3, the asses of Kish, Saul's father, were lost. And Kish said to Saul, his son, Take one of the servants and go and seek the asses. And he passed through the mount and went and went and he couldn't find. And then they said, Let's go and visit the prophet who is in that area. All right. So, um, when Samuel saw Saul, um, this is what happened. He anointed him with oil. Amen. Amen. And um, I believe that today you are going to be anointed with oil. So in 1 Samuel chapter 10, verse 1, 
Samuel took a vial of oil and poured it on his head and kissed him and said, Is it not because the Lord has anointed thee to be captain over his inheritance? When thou art departed from me today, then thou shalt find two men by Rachel's sepulcher in the border. And they will say unto thee, The asses which thou wentest to seek are found. And lo, thy father hath left the care of the asses and sorroweth for you, saying, What shall I do for my son? Then thou shalt go on forward from thence. Are you reading? Are you watching? Thou shalt go on forward from thence, and thou shalt come to the plain of Tabor, and there shall meet thee three men going down up to God, one carrying three kids, and another carrying three loaves of bread, and another carrying a bottle of wine. And they will salute thee, and they will give thee two loaves of bread, which thou shalt receive of their hands. And after that thou shalt come to the hill of God, where is the garrison of the Philistines. And it shall come to pass, when thou art come thither to the city, that thou shalt meet a company of prophets coming down from a high place, and with a psaltery and a tablet and a pipe and a harp before them, and they shall prophesy. And the Spirit of the Lord will come upon thee, and thou shalt prophesy with them, and thou shalt be turned into another man. And let it be that when these signs are come unto thee, that thou do as occasion serve thee, for God is with thee. Amen. Amen. Is it fantastic? Fantastic. Now, the anointing was reserved for three people, the priests, prophets, and kings. And I believe that it is the anointing that makes you what you are supposed to be. Amen. Amen. And the anointing is the Holy Spirit's power. And God has also anointed you to become a king. So today, I just want to take some oil, put it on your head, pour it on your head, and pray for you. And I believe that God is going to bless you and um, you'll be anointed. And all the prophecies that were given to Saul will also happen to you. Amen. Amen. Now, you must believe in spiritual things. Amen. Up here, please. Sound. You must believe in spiritual things. Because that's why we are in church. Because we, we, we believe in the spiritual world. We, we actually are believers. We actually believe these things. I believe that I am where I am because of the anointing of the Lord that is upon my life. Amen. Now, there are different ways by which you can come by the anointing. Amen. And over in the book of Acts, we see uh, in Acts chapter number 4, what we call the anointing that happened in your own company. You see, we are in our own company. And in Acts chapter 4, 
from verse 23 to 31, we see how Peter and John were let go and they came unto their own company. Kenneth Hagin always speaks of this verse and he says, everyone should have his own company. You must have your own company, which means your brothers and your sisters in church. That is our own company. That is, we are in our own company. So they went to their own company and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said unto them. All right? And then when they reported, all right, they says, who by the mouth of thy servant David, when they reported these things, they lifted up their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, when the people heard the report that Peter and John brought, they lifted their voice and they prayed with one accord. And they said, Oh God, which made heaven and earth. Amen. Who by the mouth of thy servant David said, Why did the heathen rage and the people imagine vain things? The kings of the earth stood up and gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. For of a truth against thy holy child Jesus, whom thou hast anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles and the people of Israel, were gathered together against. All these people came against Jesus. Pontius, Pilate, Herod, the Gentiles, and the people of Israel. To do whatsoever thy hand and thy counsel determined before that it should be done. So when you see the enemies of God doing things, God's hand and God's counsel has already determined that these things should be done. And now, Lord, behold their threatenings and grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they might speak thy word and by stretching forth thine hand to heal that signs and wonders may be done by the name of thy holy child Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they speak the word of God with boldness. They were what? Filled with the Holy Ghost. So they became anointed again. So step number one, are you writing, is that you must believe that you can be anointed again and again. Because this is Acts chapter 4. But remember they were anointed in Acts chapter 2. So everybody here must believe that you can become anointed again. And again, and again, and again, and again, and again. Receive the anointing one more time in your life. I believe that anyone who is serving the Lord, eh, remember this. There's going to be a number of occasions in your life when God will anoint you yet again. Maybe he anointed you before, but he's going to anoint you again. He's going to touch you again. The song we sing, another, another, another touch from the Lord. So another touch, another touch. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. When I was in secondary school, I desired the Holy Spirit so much. And um, I couldn't speak in tongues. I, I look at people speaking tongues and I would at first I laughed then later I realized there was something real then I wanted it and I remember one day I went to town and 
called a man who we had heard had the Holy Spirit. And I brought him to the school. And I told him, we will assemble and wait for you to come and pray for us to receive the Holy Spirit. So we assembled in the eastern compound of my school, Achimota School. And it was just in a classroom in the afternoon. And this man came from town. I don't want to mention his name because it's a famous name. But he was not, he was not a famous person or anything, but it's a famous name. So I don't want to mention the name. But when this man came, I said, this is the group. We are all here. We are ready for the Holy Spirit. We, none of us speaks in tongues. We want to speak in tongues. We want to receive the Holy Spirit. So he preached to us. And then he prayed for everybody. He prayed for all of us. And people started to speak in tongues. Most of the people started speaking in tongues. Except me. Except me. This Holy Spirit man. I wasn't speaking in tongues. So after he encouraged us, he said, just keep on praying. Uh, God will touch you. Maybe he didn't touch you now, but he will touch you. And then you receive the Holy Spirit. So I went home, uh, back to my house uh, on the Western Compound, and uh, I was continued to seek for the Lord. And one day, I was lying on my bed uh, and praying into my pillow. And uh, suddenly, the Holy Spirit came upon me. Six weeks after, yes, and I started to speak in tongues. Hey, I was so frightened and I felt that if I stop, it will stop and I, I, I will never be able to speak in tongues again. So I continued praying because, you know, I can't be a Christian without speaking in tongues. I need the Holy Spirit. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit, you shall receive power or ability. You can't do much as a Christian. Because there are powers at work. There are forces at work. Forces. So without power, you can't have the Holy Spirit. So that was the first time the Holy Spirit touched me. Ah, and I, 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 I started growing more in the Lord. Amen. God anoints those who are thirsty. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. And then about uh, some years later, I was in another school. That was a medical school. And... Uh, the Lord, uh, um, the, Lord turned, the Lord turned my captivity again. Here again, I was alone in my room praying. I'm saying you must believe that you can be anointed again and again. I was in a room praying in a medical school. You see, in medical school, there's a rotation we call the rural rotation, where you have to go outside the city and live in a more rural community and practice medicine there because it's different from here. You know, where I went, I tell you, uh, one day I went to the ward and I saw people standing outside the children's ward. And I said, who are these? So many people. And I found out that uh, some of them were there to sell their blood. You know, but you see, you don't have that in a, I don't have, I've not seen that in a crown. But they are there, if you need blood transfusion, you take your blood and you pay them. Oh, yes. (laughs) 
So they are blood contractors. Oh, yes. And you see, for a child, they extract a certain amount, small amount, it will save the child's life. And so they are all there selling their blood. I don't think you have this in London or in certain places. Anyway, so I have to go to such a place to see what it's like to be a doctor over there. And one night, whilst I was there in 1988, a few months before I became a doctor, ah, in the evening, I took my bread from Insawam. That's why Insawam bread is a special bread to me. Before I see, I remember the anointing. Because I was eating that Insawam bread when I became anointed. <laughs> Do you know Insawam bread? It's famous. Now they make it smaller, but it's a special bread. <laughs> I was eating that bread, drinking coffee. Because see, there was, I was not used to just eating, you know, have to eat this, eat this. No, this was all. And there I was in the room praying at about 7 o'clock or whenever. I knelt down in my room. I was just praying because I had a lot of time and I put a tape on Kenneth Hagin was preaching. And as Kenneth Hagin was preaching in the tape, I was listening and just enjoying myself because he was talking about prophetic experiences. And I, that's my favorite. And I fell asleep. Don't be, don't be, don't be um, worried when you sleep, when you are praying. You know, I used to fight it, but then at a point I realized that sometimes to pray for a long time, you need a small sleep. And then after that, you, you are alive. It, it is something I've experienced. A sleep comes, and then after that, you are sort of wide awake and you can go for a long time. And sometimes God wants to give you a vision in that initial sleep. It's called the initial sleep. And then you keep flying. So I woke up and at about 2 a.m., 3 a.m., I was still on my knees. And the tape was behind me playing. It was my, my beloved's tape recorder, so I, which I had borrowed. And I liked it because it was different from mine. Mine plays one and stops, but hers was auto-reverse. When it gets here, it goes back, it goes back, it goes back. So it was on throughout the night. So in the middle of the night, I was listening to this tape when suddenly, you know, something jumped out of the tape. It was over there. Suddenly jumped out of the tape and entered my, 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 my belly. Ah! I felt something like that. It just went, and, and then I heard a voice. And the voice said, from today, you can teach. I mean, I was a medical student who was preparing to be a doctor in about seven months or eight months' time. And then something comes into me and I hear a voice saying, from today, you can teach. I wasn't expecting that because just like I'm not expecting to go to the moon or to be what you call an astronaut. Suddenly, the voice said, you can teach from today. Then I heard another voice, which was more of the kind of voice I was, I was more used to hearing that. I will prove it to you. It was different from the other voices. You know, you have to know your beloved's voice through a microphone, through a phone, live from downstairs, from upstairs. It all sounds different. So this was the voice of the spirit to my spirit. It, the other one seemed to be more audible. 
and louder. And I heard him say, from today, from today you can teach. Woo! Power entered into me. And at that moment in 1988, I became a teacher. Although no one had heard me teach. And I came back to Kolebu after one month. I didn't think any, I didn't really think much of it. But I just carried on. It was one of the experiences that I had. But it kept coming back to me. From today you can teach. And as I started teaching, I had a little church in a classroom. Ah, and my church started growing. You, you will see when we talk about the anointing, Saul, God told Saul, when you come to this place, do as occasion serves you. Just do whatever you want to do. You are, God is with you. God is with you. Look at it. When these things come, uh, thou shalt do as occasion serve thee, for God is with thee. From that time, certain things you do, it will work. Because God is with you. Because God is with you. Because the anointing is on you, God is with you. And I know that many of my children in the realm of the spirit and my sons in the ministry and daughters to have this same anointing that came into me in 1988 in Suhum. And look, I'll tell you, if you ever want to see something that is supernatural, you can see this ministry. The books. The books alone. To have published um, millions of books. I believe over 40 million. It must be more than that by now. Oh, yes. Uh, you know, people publish books, 2,000 copies you print. It's very expensive. And millions have been produced and uh, are going around. There are languages, many, many, many languages, and many, many, many testimonies. So it's supernatural. Uh, you'll be turned into a different person today because of the anointing. And then one day, I was flying from Ukraine to Guinea. And I flew all day and arrived in Guinea. When I got there, I was in the room in the night when an angel appeared. You know, I can still see the angel and the bottle with a with an a bottle of oil as at the bottle was as tall as this, with a snout long and wide, full of oil. Oil for you. Oh yes. I was wondering what is happening. And that day, God gave me another, yet another. That's why I say another, another, another. And I realized that something was happening in Guinea. And when I went out preaching that day, I remember when I start preaching, people start getting healed. You can't finish preaching. You will preach and they start clapping. What's happening? We are healed. People are healed. People are healed. I didn't, didn't do anything. Many times, 
and different experiences. And so that, that convinced me that there are newer and newer anointings and gifts along the way. The grace to write songs. It's, you see, recently it came on the scene. Not so old. Oh, yes. And you see, the production of the music is also a grace and something very mysterious and wonderful and many, many things. I wish I could tell you more. Ah, there are more things. I said there are more things. Never hold back from any lane on a farm. Never get to the place and say, I've been laid hands on 18 times. No, because you never know. Some of the laying on of hands is dry. There's nothing. There's nothing to it. You might as well lay hands on a stone statue. But there are times that the laying on of hands, you see that something wonderful has happened. Oh, yes. I remember one time Bishop Oedipo came to Ghana. Ah, he called me to come sit on the stage. Uh, and I went and he said, she made me sit by him. When he finished preaching, he came and sat down. And uh, I, I think I turned to him. He was, on, he was on my side. And then he, he held my hand. And he held my hand for about five to seven minutes continuously. You know that type of holding of hand where your hand will start? Some of you have had beloved, you hold hand and the hand starts to sweat. Because this is too much. He was holding my hand. And I knew that. Ah. Receive the anointing of the Lord upon your life. Yes. You can make fun of it, but how do you explain God's work? I'm, I'm asking you a question. I said you can make fun of it, but how do you explain all the things? How do you explain all the things? How do you explain? How do you explain the work of God? If you don't use the anointing. How do you explain the things that God is doing? So from today, open your heart. Open your mind. And say, Lord, I'm ready for another infusion of your power. Uh, Perhaps new fruits are going to start coming out which you never knew you had. And which you never knew you, you could be in you. Uh, which you could be used for. Oh yes. Oh yes. Receive that grace. That's step number one. Step number two. And you ask yourself, why is it that when Jesus met his disciples, you know, he breathed on them. Why not? Ah, and he said, receive the spirit. Step number two, embrace persecution. Because it brings out the anointing. Persecution brings out the anointing. A persecuted person is more anointed than an unpersecuted person. A pers- okay, point number three. I'll share with those who understand. Obey God in spite of the pressure you have. Oh, yes. Pressure. Pressure brings out the anointing. 
Because the people prayed and they said, For we cannot but speak the things we have heard. Peter answered and John answered, Whether it be right in the sight of God, hearken whether we ought to listen to you more than to God. That's step number three pressure, persecutions, pressure. Then, number four, step to the anointing is threats and accusations. It says, Bible says, for when they had further threatened them, when they further threatened them, when you see a person heavily accused and threatened, it is often that the person is often on the road of the anointing. Billy Graham said it was the accusations in the press that made him famous. That's how, he, that's how Billy, Billy Graham became famous. Step number five. Have your own company to which you belong. Have your own what? Make sure you are a solid part of the company. Don't be on the fringes. Don't be on the outside. Be a solid part of the company. So that when God blesses you, you come back to your company. You see, if you become greatly anointed and you don't have a church to preach in, what's the use of your anointing? If you are doing great things and you are under a lot of accusations, pressures, and and then God even anoints you, but you've left the company to which you belong, where are you going to use the anointing that is on your life? You made a mistake. Remember what I gave you, the master key to prosperity. is being location, location, location. Being in the right place. And being let go. They went to their own company. Step number five. Step number six. Step number six, pray for power, miracles, signs, and wonders. Pray for it. Everybody, I want, I want everybody to pray for, pray for things. Pray for God to move. Pray for angels. Pray for a miracle. The Bible says that they, they said, Lord, let signs and wonders be done by the name of thy holy child Jesus by stretching forth thine hand to heal that signs and wonders will be done by the name of thy holy child Jesus pray specifically one time the Lord told me pray for certain things pray for it and you will see it look at what they prayed in Acts 4 this is the road to the anointing pray for you know learn to pray for spiritual things Somebody said to me, I prayed for this, I prayed for that, I prayed for this, I prayed for that. None of them has happened. Do you know that most of the things your child asks you for, the answer is no. Hmm. I think I'll go and share this with uh, more mature people. Most of the things your child asks you, the answer is no. Most of the things you actually say yes to are things that are helpful. True or not true? Your child will come and ask you for a phone and you know that it's going to use it for something and most of the time you say no at the right time I'll give you a phone meanwhile you can give the child 10 phones 
Most of the things, the answer is no. I want to go and stay at my friend's house till next year. No. You stay at home. I want to eat this food. No. I want to watch television. No. True or not true? I'm showing you the topics to pray for. Pray for power, miracles, signs, and wonders. And you will see that God cannot say no to that. He will say, yes, I'll show you a miracle. I'll show you signs and I'll show you wonders. Amen. And finally, united prayer. Number seven. These are seven steps to the anointing in your own company. United prayer. When we pray, you know, these days I've become more excited about flow prayer meeting. In the flow church. I just feel more grace is available to us by just praying. And you know, somebody was saying that the topics that you are praying on, it doesn't look usual. Because we are not praying for this and praying for that and praying for that and praying for that. Hey, those prayers are being answered. Spend three hours praying and you'll be surprised what it can do for you. Just the fact that you asked and you prayed. There are certain things when they happen, you just remember, you know something, I've prayed about this before. Yes. And I believe God is going to answer. Instead of asking God for certain things, pray for the spiritual things, for the wisdom. Uh, Pray for the anointing. Now, what is step number one? Huh? Huh? Believe you can be anointed again and again. Number two. Pray for what? Pray. Embrace. Persecution. What are they written there? Ah. Remove that quickly, please. Embrace a persecution. Persecution. Amen. Persecution. That's bringing out the anointing. Then number three, pressure. Pressure. They were putting pressure on Peter and John. At the point they said, should we obey you? We cannot give in to you. Should we obey you or, or God? start whining about my mommy said, my daddy said, I can't come to church, well, I cannot do this, I cannot that's the pressure that is going to bring the anointing out of you you see, olives olive trees produce olives, and olives produce olive oil but how do you get the olive oil out of the olives by beating the tree and beating the olives. Exodus 27. Verse 20. Thou shalt command the children of Israel. That they bring thee pure oil. Olive. Beaten. Beaten for the light. To cause the lamp to burn always. 
Or Deuteronomy chapter 24 verse 20. When thou beatest thine olive tree. When you beat your olive tree. Thou shalt not go over the boughs again. It shall be for the stranger. For the fatherless. So, beating an olive tree is part of bringing out the oil. Beating the tree and beating the olives. That's why persecution and pressure produces the oil. It's the pressure and the persecution and the trouble that brings out the grace and the oil and the anointing. Oh yes. If you are a good general, you need a war. You need a war. The war is going to bring out your gift. Without a war, you are just an academician. You're just an academician. If you are a great doctor or a great surgeon, you need complex cases to have survived under your hand and recovered to be a great surgeon, not just an academic result from school. You need to be beaten. He says, when thou beatest thine olive tree. I know I learned this from Benny Hinn. I heard him speaking about the beating of the olive trees and beating olives. I was shocked. I, I never knew because I don't know anything about olives. You have to beat them to get the oil out. It is the troubles and the persecutions and the pressure that brings out the grace and the power into your life. So stop whining like a little baby and stand up strong. You can't be standing and say, I mean, this man is chasing me. This man is playing with my whatever. He's doing this, he's doing that. Then stand up and stop it. And let's see that you are anointed. I think I'll share this with some other people who want, who want these things to be shared with them. <laughs> Stand up and fight. And don't allow yourself to be used and misused and abused. That small fight, that's, that's when we see that you are a pure person or that you are, I mean, actually a spiritual, uh, a, 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 a spiritual fighter. That's what brings about lying down for people to just walk over you. That's not the way to show the anointing or to bring out the power and the grace. What have you been through? What have you survived? You are nothing if people can just walk over you. And there are people who want to cheat the church. And those of us who are custodians of the church, we also not sit down for people to cheat the church. There are orangus who want to spoil the church and our job is to fight to protect the church. And so it's yours to fight and to protect the church. To fight and protect your life from being destroyed by the enemy. It's your, it's, that's where the anointing comes out because the Bible says the spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to preach, to set captives free. To deliver the captives, to open the eyes of the blind. It's like there's something you have to do. 
that shows, and that's where you see the anointing is there. Jesus did not just preach it. He went out and found blind people. And he was under pressure to do miracles. That's what shows that you are anointed. Pressure is going to bring it down to Some of the greatest occasions of my life in the ministry have been under great pressure. Oh, yes. You know, there are some places you ever preach, you'll be, you'll be very tense. You'll be very tense. But those were some of the greatest moments. Oh, yeah. Greatest moments come with greatest pressure. The pressure is pushing out the oil. I remember one time I was at uh, the uh, large gathering, and then the, here walks in a president, like a, a sitting president, and sitting behind me. And it's now time for miracles, and everybody's watching you. So you say you are doing miracles. Do and let us see. <laughs> oh, yes. Different moments. Different moments. I don't know what crisis you are going through or what you have been through. But don't give up and don't stop fighting. The fight and the pressure and the beating of your life is bringing out the oil, is bringing out the grace, is bringing out the good anointing. Yes, that is supposed to be in you. So Peter and John, we never knew they were so powerful or they were great. All this part of the Bible wouldn't have been written. They were taken and they were beaten and they were set free. <laughs> After being beaten and set free, they came to their own company and the anointing was flowing. They said, Lord, let signs and wonders. And that's what we are reading this morning, this afternoon. So I see this great anointing coming on you in your own company. And when they came to their own company, they prayed together, united prayer. So on Tuesday morning, rise up, and everybody should rise up, and Friday, rise up for this, this season, whatever, and just pray, just pray. It doesn't matter what you are going through, just pray. There's a spiritual element to everything. There's a spiritual element. Pray, and through prayer, and through the pressure that you are experiencing, the anointing will come. What does the Bible say? And then they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. They were filled with the Spirit. They were filled with the Holy Ghost. That's how to become anointed. The Bible says, and when they had prayed, the place was shaken together, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. How do you get filled with the Holy Ghost? This is anointing. How? From the pressure, the threats, the accusations. Huh? No, I don't wish you to be accused, but I tell you, you can't be anointed without accusations. Yeah, it, it does something to you. Maybe it, it brings out something. Yeah. Because it has a certain effect. I've been accused, there's a certain effect that it, there's no, there's nothing that compares with that. Yes. So dear child, young man, you know, Many of my sons in the ministry are going to do very great things. Yeah. Yeah. Kala Mashobara Masai. Yes. I see the anointing going. I see the anointing passing and moving. Uh, oh, beautiful. Now, let's jump as we close back to 
First Samuel chapter 10. In closing, these are the things that are going to happen today. Malombre karamba dombolo madere nalamba dolobereguilishimada. You know, one time I was there when Idahosa, Benson Idahosa, who passed away some years ago, he laid hands on me. The only time he's laid hands on me, he laid hands on my head and anointed me. And this here started to burn. I could feel fire. How do, you, how do you have all these experiences? You are also having them, but you are not recognizing them. It's like nothing to you. Let's go to 1 Samuel chapter 10. That word captain, there is a version. I don't know which version, one of the versions. And he says that because the Lord has anointed you to be captain. One of the versions says to be leader. That's where we see there is an anointing for leadership. So today as we pray, there is an anointing for leadership. That's the kingly anointing. The kingly anointing is coming on you. You are going to be a leader. Receive leadership anointing. I'm sure they are going to find that version very soon and show us. The Lord has anointed you to be a leader. A leader of God's people. Hallelujah. Not ruler. This is ruler. There is leader. Leader. (laughs) So when the anointing comes on you, God is going to turn you into a leader. Anybody who knows me from primary school, or secondary school knows me as an unimpressive um, quiet person. I was not impressive. I was never chosen. Huh? ERV, yes, ERV. The person up there is not working hard. Unimp- everybody say unimpressive. How many of you feel that you are, you are unimpressive? Like you don't impress people. Oh, yes. Actually, I was, I was not just unimpressive. I was ugly. Yes. One day, somebody saw me and asked me, do you think you become, you go to heaven by being a skeleton? Because I look more like a skeleton. When my wife took me to her sister, her sister said that if she's, if my wife is okay, then she's also okay. I don't know if you understand what it means. Like, if, 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 if somebody is okay with this, then it's, it's fine. Anyone who is unimpressive. Eh? That's why I like, I always when I see people who feel that they are not anointed or no one knows them, no one liked me much, no one chose me. Oh, I just feel a kinship with them. I feel that, oh, this is somebody who is just like me. I, under, I know that feeling. Oh, yes. No one liked me much. No one chose me. But the Lord chose me. 
Put on the ERV version. Please. Lest you lose your job this afternoon. By 4 o'clock you would have lost your job. Hallelujah. I see you receiving the anointing and becoming a leader. This is what is going to happen. You are going to become a leader. Look at this version. I like this version. Put it on the screen. It says, Samuel took a jar of the special oil and poured the oil on Saul's head. And Samuel kissed Saul and said, The Lord has anointed you to be the leader. The Lord has anointed you to be the leader. This is what happened to me. I became a leader. I have no, I have I've never been to leadership school. And I'm not an art student at all. Everyone who knows me will know that I'm, I'm a science student. Arts, history, and what? Economics. No, 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 no. I don't know. I don't want to know at all. The Lord has made me a leader. Father, thank you for anointing your children to become leaders. Those of you online, Facebook and whatever, you are being anointed to become leaders. In Jesus' name. Receive it now. Mm. Number two, you are going to recover all that you have lost. He says, after you are departed, eh, two men will come and show you what is missing. Wow. They will show you what you are seeking. Anything that is lost because of the anointing. Ah, you recover. There's somebody here, you've lost a beloved. It's as though you were on a ship with a nice brother and he fell out of the boat. And the ship has continued without him. I prophesy that by the power of God, another one will be revealed in the boat. In Jesus' name. First Samuel chapter 10 and verse 3. Verse 3. And thou shalt go on forward. So notice from verse 1 he was anointed. Put us verse 1 again. From verse 1 he was anointed. Are you getting your oil ready? I want everybody to get, I've organized some oil. There's oil everywhere. There's oil everywhere. Don't worry. Everybody's going to get a bit of oil in your hand. But I want you to understand what you are about to receive. I just feel today to just pray for you. I'm not preaching today. Have I preached? I'm just chatting with you and then we are going to pray. Isn't it? Yes. Receive. He says, he said in verse 1, look at verse 1. Samuel took an oil and he kissed him. Wow, and said, the Lord has anointed you to be captain. Number two, number two, verse two, verse two. And then when you are departed, ah, men will come and give you the missing asses. You know, everything that it seems that I miss in medical school, it seems that I found it again. It seems that I found it again. I thought I was losing it in, when, I, when, I, when I didn't follow medicine. But it seems I've got it. I even have hospitals where my name is there. When I go, 
they put my name there that I can park there. Oh, I, when I was in Colombo, I used to see Professor so and so, Doctor so and so, and I said, oh, "Wow, where will I ever my name be written somewhere?" But even today, there are places I go. My name is there. This is my special parking spot. Give the Lord a shout of praise. You will recover everything that is since you've lost. You think you lost your baby? You think you lost your child? When Adam lost his child, that is um, Abel, after that, Adam had nine more children, including daughters. Yes. And the Bible, the Bible says after 60 years, then they became joyful. Adam and Eve, they became joyful. It, was, it took about, I think, one or two jubilees. Then they became joyful again. Then they gave birth to Enos and other daughters and so on. And then, you know, their children had to marry each other. Where will you get a wife from? There are only two people. You see, you people, you are over righteous. So. Hmm. <laughs> and when they became joyful, then they gave birth to the next one, Enos and several other children. You become joyful again in the name of Jesus. Verse 3. It's happening, Lord. Verse 3, quickly. Then thou shalt go on forward. From today, as the anointing comes on your life, you are going to start going forward. So everyone who is stuck, things are not moving. And you don't seem to be moving forward. Your life starts moving forward. And there are going to come several testimonies that my life is moving forward since I received the anointing of the Lord. Amen. Ah, Are you there? Verse 4. And they will salute thee. And they will what? Salute thee. You come to church and go, nobody even greets you. Because it's like you are not impressive. Like they've not even noticed you to make you an usher. They shall salute thee. The anointing will make people salute you. I've been saluted in many countries. Oh, yes. Like this. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But I remember one particular country. It is a French-speaking country. I was flying to France after a crusade. And the, the man kidnapped me, not kidnapped, you know what I mean, from the VIP lounge. He drove me. He wanted to be with me alone. He drove the car. And so I, my, my people were left behind. And he drove me to the Air France in the night, at midnight, when he got there. 
They are, they are not Christians. Upstairs, salute. And have to go. You'll be saluted in many places. And these are not because he, obviously he doesn't know he was Mills. Do you, do you think he knows he was Mills? Or do you think he knows my family at Jamestown? I'm asking you, do you think he knows my family at Jamestown? Or do you think it's because I'm a medical doctor? You think there are no doctors in that country? They shall salute thee. Father, let today be a day to remember. A day when we hear that your word says that because of the anointing, they shall salute thee. Receive it in the name of Jesus Christ. May you be saluted. Then, men shall give to you. Hey. Moramindo Lama Zambalada. It says, and they shall give thee two loaves of bread. Two loaves of bread. Ah. Two loaves of bread. Why should somebody give you his bread? What he eats, he should give it to you. I remember one time I was in a village preaching and I lifted up my eyes and I saw two men do you know where they were from they had come from Europe from France I said what are you doing here said, ah, we have come to present you with two loaves of bread said, over here I said, yeah, we knew that we had you are in the village we have come to give you two loaves of bread Hey, I see loaves of bread being given to you from all over the world because of the anointing of the Holy Spirit. You lift up your eyes and you see somebody who is just loving you and just saying, you know, the bread I was going to eat, eh? the car I was going to drive, eh? the house I was going to live in, the carpet I was going to roll out, the furniture I was going to sit on, the dollars I was going to use, the euros I had in my bank, I want to rather give it to you than to use it. When I give it to you, I feel happier than when I go and spend it. Are you anointed? When you are anointed, you'll be shocked. People have gone shopping with their money. That loaf, they rather prefer to give it to you. Many years ago, as, as one of my daughters, she went home to Tema. Her house was in Tema. And when she came back, she came to me. I was a pastor. You know, I just, you never know why somebody is special to you. And when she came, she came to look for me in my room. And she said, I went home. She doesn't come from a rich home. But this is what I had. So I've brought it to you. So when I look, it was a loaf of bread and a tin of milo. And she brought it to me that I brought it to you. Will tears not come out of your eyes? This is what she had. I will never forget. It's one of the biggest offerings I've ever received. This is what I had. And the milo that she would have I think maybe some of you, I'm, maybe, I think I'm talking to some rich people, I'm talking to rich people here, 
like maybe these type of things don't apply in your lives. But if you've ever been in school where there is nothing, people even have to go and have sex to get money. And somebody comes to you and says, my bread. And what, she gave me one tin of milo and a loaf of bread. That's what she had from home. And she gave it to me. I didn't even know what to do. Huh? Uh, you got to be careful when you see people. Eh? You don't know what they are. Then after that, the anointing, you are going to have God's presence. He says, then you shall come to the hill of God. Verse 5. You are going to come to God's hill. You see angels will be with you all the time. Angels, why? Because we have angels called the angel of his presence. When the presence is there, then they come. It's like a, a flickety or these animals that fly. Where there's light, then they come to the light. So there are angels that come to where the presence is. When you are in a room praying, then there is a presence that brings angels. Angels doesn't hear. We see the presence. You come to the hill of God. And when you come to God's presence, you see angels all around you. Receive grace. And then the anointing will cause you to meet certain people. Look at First Samuel chapter 10 and verse 5. It says, and thou shalt meet a company of prophets. Important people for your life. You encounter them and you meet them. Because of the anointing that is on your life. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. May you enjoy meeting important people who are going to be important for your life. Because of the anointing. And then you shall prophesy. I see you preaching and prophesying. It says in verse 6. And then the spirit of the Lord will come upon thee. And thou shalt prophesy. That's why I'm preaching. Because the anointing is on my, on my life. I preach at flow church service. And then where do I preach again? I preach at an offering time. And I'm still preaching. And it's, you are the ones who retired. But for me, I can be on. Oh, yes. And finally, I want you to take your oil right now. Everybody get some oil. Before I give you the last point. And I want you to believe. I don't know why I'm doing this today, but I believe it's the Holy Spirit. I'm following the gentle nudgings of the wind of the Spirit. Everybody get a bit of oil on your on your palm like this unless we are going to we are going to pray but this is beautiful those of you online get a bit of oil facebook youtube healing jesus tv you know many people watch healing jesus tv but because we can't monitor it directly get your healing jesus tv on and you can see it on a big screen you don't have to watch on that small yam phone, a small Samsung Chinese Samsung phone. Get oil. I'm about to pray. But I'm about to give you the last thing that is going to happen to you. Just get a bit of oil on your, on your palm. Please, not for it to drop on the carpet, please. 
Remember that this is a new carpet. Just a little drop of oil. Because you know why you just need a drop? Because the Bible says, when Samuel put the oil on Saul, he said, I'm putting this physical oil. Is it not because the Lord has anointed you? So it's like God has already anointed you and the oil is just a sign of the anointing that God has already anointed you. So the oil is not really what matters, but there's an anointing. Have you got your little oil? Are you ready for this? I believe you are ready. Look at First Samuel chapter 10. Never forget this. Never forget this. Are you watching? It says, and thou shalt be turned into another man. That's the end. Thou shalt be turned into another man. Underline it. You change when the anointing is on you. You change. You actually change. You actually change. Yes, you actually change. You really change. When I look at myself, I realize I'm really, I'm really different from how I was. Oh, yes. I'm really different. And I believe today, as the anointing comes on your life, and what happens in verse 7, do whatever the Lord... What, so many things you not even pray about, what you are doing is right. What you are doing is right. Yes. You just do what occasion serves thee. Underline it. Do as occasion serves thee. Put your hand out like this. Lift your hand out like this. Father, thank you as we come to your beautiful throne. Lord, as we pray, we believe in the anointing. Anointing that made Saul into a leader. That means that the Holy Spirit can take an unimpressive nobody and turn the person into another man. Now, put it on your forehead and just rub it. That's a shaman, a rubbing, shamanized gift. Receive the gift of God. Receive the gift of God. Receive the gift of God. All over this place, receive the gift of God. Receive the gift of God. Power. Grace. Gifts. Transformation. Receive it now. In the name of Jesus. You are turning to another man. You shall prophesy. Men shall salute thee. You shall go forward and not backward and not sideways. Men shall give to you. You shall meet people that you are supposed to meet. You shall encounter the people you are to encounter. You are turned into a leader of God's people. A captain, a captain, a ruler, and a leader. Receive the leadership anointing. Receive the leadership and the rulership grace for your life. 
in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus I pray for everyone I pray for those watching online I pray for those on Healing Jesus TV on Facebook on YouTube on Twitter and those of us here thousands watching in the name of Jesus in this special anointing service may God empower you may God anoint you may God lift you up as you are unimpressive and unremarkable today by power by grace by the anointing become remarkable and outstanding like a city set on a hill like a light that is put upon the table may the Lord make you outstanding in your time and in your generation may the Lord lift you up and make you to be transformed into another man in the name of Jesus may you change from an unholy man a wicked man an immoral man a useless man a financially down person a poverty stricken person into a graceful man a man anointed by God's love and power God's faith and power God's grace and giftings receive it on your life right now in the name of Jesus receive it now lift your two hands lift up your two hands father I thank you for every pastor who is watching everyone who is here every bishop every servant of God I thank you for every ordinary person I thank you that the unremarkable the undistinguishable from the others shall be distinguished and shall be noticed and shall be marked out for greatness in you greatness in your eyes greatness for great exploits in these latter times father i thank you i lift my hand also with them and i thank you that you chose today to give gifts to men you chose today to bless children to bless little ones to bless nobodies to bless everyone here with your power and with your grace and with your anointing I thank you I thank you that we shall never be the same again because we are turned and transformed into another man forever and forever into another woman another person thank you for softness and kindness and gentleness and the fruits of the Holy Spirit that come into our lives today we give you thanks and we give you praise in the name of Jesus now place your hand on your belly as the Lord the Bible says out of your belly shall flow rivers as the Lord himself anointed me in 1988 and said from today you can teach father I pray that many of my sons and daughters and children that you've given to me in the ministry this afternoon receive now that power from today you can teach power receive it now in the name of Jesus be outstanding in teaching in revelation in giftings in oratory gifts and abilities
yourself and say thank you say thank if you have faith and you believe that something real has happened to you today say thank you thank you because God has chosen today to bless you and to anoint you in the mighty name of Jesus father we are grateful we are grateful we are grateful in Jesus name we pray and everyone said amen bow your heads down for a moment father I thank you for what you've done today I know I know I know no one loved me much but when you brought your gift it changed everything and I thank you you've done it today as every head is bowed and every eye closed if you want to give your life to God want to give your life to Jesus want to say pastor pray with me I want to give my life to God maybe somebody invited you to church but you want to give your life to God today if you are here like that lift up your right hand very quickly oh yes just lift it up I want to give my life to Jesus today if you are here like that your hand must be up like this like how my hand is up and if your hand is up like that I want you to come to me in the front here. I'm giving you three seconds to come to me in the front here and I'm going to pray with you. Stand right here, my dear. Stand right here. God bless you. Come, come. I'm giving you three seconds. thank you for everyone who's come I want you to say this prayer with me say Lord Jesus please forgive me for my sins I give my life to God today please write my name in the book of life from today I humble myself and I surrender everything to Jesus Christ thank you Lord for saving me today in Jesus name Amen God bless you. All all of you who've come to the front, listen, this is a special day. Amen. Did you hear me? I said it's a special day. And I want you to follow our pastor who's you see the sign here, follow me sign. Look at it. I want you to go with her right now. She's going to lead you and God is going to bless you as you go. Go this way, please. Go this way, please. Now sit down, everybody. I want you to take a piece of paper. I I want us to do a, a prayer. Even before we Take the communion. Every, you know, we prayed for the anointing. I want you to take a piece of paper. Can I have a bucket? Can I have a bucket? 
Yes. Very good. Yeah, I'm going to show you what to do. How many remember the different effects of the anointing? I want you to write one of them and say, Lord, I beg you, I want to see this particular one. Amen. Write it on a piece of paper and I I want to pray over it with you. Amen. I want to pray over it with you. But write it, just write it down now because I don't want to forget. Maybe you want people to salute you. Maybe you want to be turned into another man. Maybe you want people to give to you. Maybe you want to prophesy. Maybe you want to be a leader of God's people. Whatever one thing. Do you want to write two? People are choosing to write two. One looks limited. Write two. Two of them. Write it on a piece of paper and hold the paper. I'm going to pray with you on that before we close. Amen. And we are going to put it in the bucket. Oh, yes. Today is an anointing day, I tell you. Hallelujah. Have you written it? Or anybody online, we are taking, take two of the effects of the anointing. Two of them. And I want you to write it. It's going to be fantastic. Fantastic. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Beautiful. Hallelujah. Are you writing them? Write it down. I want two things. Maybe you've never been a leader before. Okay. Have you written it down? Okay, very good. Let's do the communion quickly. And then after that, we will come to this prayer. Take your bread. I'm going to break it, so I have to put down my microphone. But as I break it, every curse in your life is broken. (laughs) Father, we break the bread. We thank you that the curse is broken today. By the anointing, every yoke shall be broken in Jesus' name. The body of Jesus Christ. Now take the blood and lift it up. May you be washed and for everybody say forgiveness do you say forgiveness restoration restoration but oh I see somebody who feels you can never be restored somebody who feels you can never be restored but today there is power to restore how many believe with me with, with me for miracles miracles pray for miracles signs and wonders Father, thank you that what cannot be restored is being restored today. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. The blood of Jesus. Mm. Ah. Thank you, Lord. Now take your prayer. Take the prayer with the two things. Lift it up. Take your prayer, your little prayer. Maybe you didn't have paper, you can write it in your phone. But please don't write your name on it. I want to be saluted, signed. 
Dockers, whatever, no. <laughs> Lift. People are going to respect you. Watch and see. Father, thank you as we have received this communion. And at the same time, we are praying this prayer. Jesus. This is holy ground. When we dedicated this church, we said, Lord, that prayers should ascend from this church and go up into heaven. And answers should come down from heaven by angels. So, Lord, and even those of us online, on Facebook right now, and YouTube, and Healing Jesus TV, and Twitter, I thank you that these prayers of blessings from the anointing ascend up. Let your face shine on everyone who is praying this prayer. I bless everyone and I say in the name of Jesus what was impossible when we were dry and without anointing from today because of the anointing there is a complete transformation complete transformation we are transformed into another man altogether into leaders into people that attract grace and gifts men shall salute you in the name of Jesus and men shall honor you in the name of Jesus may your handsomeness be restored and your beauty be restored and your attractiveness be restored in the name of Jesus now let the grace of God follow you follow you until the prophecy comes to pass in Jesus name I bless you the Lord make his face shine on you the Lord answer your prayers the Lord answer your secret prayers the Lord make you an anointed and oily daughter and son in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth thank you thank you the days of dryness are over now I declare because of the anointing the yoke is broken whatever is a curse in your life I command it to break now because of the anointing in Jesus name lift your two hands and receive blessings from above Oh yes, the blessings of the anointed, the blessings of the anointed, the blessings of the anointed, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And everyone said, Amen and Amen. Shout your loudest Amen. Shout your loudest Amen. Lift your hand and say, I am anointed. I am anointed. Shout Amen! Shout Amen! Let me hear your loudest Amen! Say, I am anointed! I am transformed into another man! In the name of Jesus! 
you listening? When Elijah went to heaven, the mantle fell down and came to Elijah. Elijah took it. It doesn't look like anything. And he went back to the river Jordan and he said, Whatever responded to my father, I said, Whatever responded to my father, whatever opened for my father, whatever bowed to my father because of the anointing, because of the anointing, it shall also respond to me. As you go from this place, whatever responded to this anointing over the last 35 to 40 years, may it respond to the anointing of your life. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I see a river opening wide. What your father was able to do, the son will be also able to do. In Jesus' name. Now, whatever difficulty was impossible in front of your your, your father, eh? but then it suddenly opened up. May it suddenly open up for you also in the name of Jesus. I see it opening up. So as you go forth, poverty will give up. Lack of grace and gifts will give up. Dryness will give up. Difficulty will give up. I see you expanding and becoming fruitful and being transformed in the name of Jesus. Lift your hand and say, I am anointed. Say, I am anointed. Let me hear your loudest amen. by the grace of God I'm anointed I see somebody here a strange woman wants to devour you but by the anointing I see her running away in the name of Jesus I see her running away in the name of Jesus A strange man wants to eat a small girl here because of the anointing that has come upon you today no bad person can kiss you again in the name of Jesus ah. The flesh I said the, uh, the oil doesn't like the flesh oh. you know anointing was not supposed to be poured on the flesh oh. it was supposed to be poured on the garments so every fleshly behavior of yours cannot it's not compatible with this anointing anymore how many feel that you are clean by the holy oil that is on your life in the mighty name of Jesus Give the Lord a shout of hallelujah. You may be seated in the house of the Lord.
God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.